G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. God wants you to be happy. Did you know that? Especially at a time like this, it can feel like God has forgotten about you. Pastor Greg Laurie says you're on his mind constantly and he doesn't want you to be discouraged. God has a great plan for your life and it's better than your plan that you have for your own life. Never be reluctant to commit an unknown future to a known God. And I might also add a happy God who wants you to be happy. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. Many people in the Bible face times of loneliness and isolation. Moses spent 40 years in the wilderness. Jeremiah felt isolated and was called the weeping prophet. David wrote in Psalm 13, How long, Lord, will you continue to ignore me? So how can we cope with the pressures on us today? Pastor Greg Laurie has good encouragement from the time-tested truth of God's Word. Glad you're along on a new beginning today for a message called How to Be Happy, Though Stuck at Home. We're starting a brand new series called Quarantine Life. That's right, Quarantine Life. And it's going to be based on the book of Philippians. So if you have a Bible, and I hope you do, turn to Philippians chapter 1. And our lives have changed so much. I went out with my wife Kathy to get a a date shake. Have you ever had a date shake? It's a shake, like a malt, made with dates. It's really quite good. Make sure you add the nutmeg. Anyway, uh, I went to get one, but I was wearing a scarf around my face, you know, to protect myself and protect others. And so I pulled it up and I walked in and I looked at the guy there and I said, this is not a holdup. I just want a date shake. It's so weird. Who would have ever thought that we would go into our bank wearing a mask and be asking for money? But that's the state we're living in right now. I can tell you one thing. The stupidest thing I ever did this year was purchase a 2020 planner. And I was saying to Kathy the other day, man, I'm so busy. I don't have time to do the things I want to focus on. I have plenty of time right now, just like a lot of you. This is the new reality we're dealing with. But I can't wait to get out again and do the normal things. And most importantly, I can't wait to get back together with God's people in the house of God for worship. I'm kind of tired of being cooped up, and I'm sure a lot of you feel the same way. And hopefully our president and our governors and our mayors and other elected officials will help us get out sooner rather than later. But I want to let you know that you can still be happy even if you're stuck at home. God wants you to be happy. Did you know that? There are over 2,700 passages in the Bible containing words such as joy, happiness, pleasure, laughter, 
gladness, feasting, and celebration. This comes as a revelation to some people. You know these people. They're the ones that are always in a bad mood and they call it spirituality. I like to refer to them as Debbie Downer and her boyfriend, Bobby Buzzkill, right? Whatever you're doing, well, well, I don't really know. We shouldn't be laughing too much. Just stop. God wants you to be happy. God wants you to be joyful. God wants you to celebrate. Here's something to consider. God is happy. Did you know that? God is happy. Jesus said, I have told you this to make you completely happy as I am. Now wait a second. Jesus was happy? Whenever we see him in religious art, he's, he's not smiling. He's usually just sort of looking down, usually has a lamb wrapped around his neck or something like that. Looks like he needs a good workout. Needs like he, looks like he needs to get in the sun a little more. No, but Jesus was a happy man. How do I know that? Because he said, I want you to be happy as I am happy. Jesus was happy and he wants us to be happy as well. I like this verse that says that Paul's writing about the glorious good news entrusted to me by our blessed God, or another way to translate it, the good news from the happy God. We follow a happy God and he wants you to be happy as well. But honestly, some of us are not happy. And some people in America are turning to the wrong things right now. Uh, calls to the National Distress Hotline are up 891% since uh, the coronavirus uh, came into our consciousness and has affected us. Suicide rates in certain states and counties have doubled. Alcohol sales are up 55%. Domestic violence is up as well. I read this headline the other day. Study shows Americans are lonely than ever due to coronavirus lockdown. You know, at first it was kind of fun, maybe a little bit, having all that time off, but now we want to get out again. So we want to be happy people. I read an interesting article the other day that said that the happiest people on earth are the Finns. The Finns, people from Finland. And why are the Finns so happy? They gave a few reasons. Number one, it says they spend time in nature. So 71% of Finland is covered by forest. And one person said, nature is our secret. We Finns like to put on a good pair of rubber boots, head to the woods to slow down and calm our mind. So try to get out a little bit. Get in God's creation. That's good advice from the Finns. Finns are also, happy. I can't believe I'm talking about Finns right now, but I'm making a point. Finns are happy because it says they start every day with a cold shower. I don't know about that. A uh, cold shower or a plunge in an icy lake. I'm not feeling that one so much. Another thing that makes them happy, they say, is read a book. They read lots of books. That's probably better than surfing all the social media and flipping through your uh, phone all the time because it can really bring you down all that news. And finally, and I really like this, I agree with this statement from the Finns and I support it. They like to bake cinnamon buns. That makes, forget the cold shower, forget the plunge in the lake, I'm good with the book reading and taking walks in nature, but I am totally with you, people of Finland. I'm with you on cinnamon buns. They say that the smell of cinnamon cooking in the kitchen is, is very homey. I, I think that's great. But uh, is it possible to be happy though stuck at home? Well, as I said, this is a new series called Quarantine life. 
And you'd say, well, why do you base it on Philippians? Because the Apostle Paul was literally living a quarantine life. See, what happened was Paul had appealed to Caesar. And so he was put under house arrest. He was chained to a Roman guard. He had lost his freedom to go out and about and do what he wanted to do. And so he wrote this epistle. You know, sometimes good things can come from bad circumstances. John Bunyan wrote the classic Pilgrim's Progress when he was in prison for preaching the gospel. And the Apostle Paul wrote the book of Philippians because he was under house arrest and he had time in his hands so he couldn't go out and preach as he normally did. And we're so thankful we have this great epistle. So he did not know what his future held. His case could come up shortly. He could be there a lot longer. He might be acquitted. He might be beheaded. But here he was in what we would call miserable circumstances. He was stuck and he was immobilized. He was unable to move. So if you're stuck at home watching Netflix and watching all the episodes of Tiger King, don't complain. You don't have it so bad, right? Paul was chained up to a Roman guard. So we need to discover the secret of the Apostle Paul, though we are quarantined. And this epistle, the epistle uh, to the believers in Philippi, the epistle or letter we call Philippians overflows with joy. It's not that joy is not in other epistles, but it's just that there are 19 times in four chapters where Paul mentions joy or gladness. For instance, when he thought of the Philippian believers, it brought a smile to his face. And he wrote in Philippians 1, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you and every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy. Number two, when he encouraged them to work together, he got joyful just thinking about it. He wrote in Philippians 2, 1, fulfill my joy that you be like-minded, being of one accord of one mind. When he mentioned sending a friend to them, he urged them to receive that friend joyfully. In Philippians 2, 28, he says, I'm eager to send him to you that you may be glad and have less anxiety. And number four, when he thought of even his potential death, his potential death, there was still the serene joy. He said in Philippians 1.21, for me to live as Christ and to die as gain, if I live on in the flesh, this means fruit from my labor, yet what I choose I cannot tell. I'm hard pressed between the two. I have a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better but I want to remain here with you for all of your progress and joy of faith. But fifth and lastly, he really laid out the bottom line of this letter in the very well-known verse, Philippians 4.4, when he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. It doesn't say rejoice in your circumstances. Maybe circumstantially, you're going through a hard time right now. But you rejoice in the Lord. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. And he's presenting a very timely message today called How to Be Happy, Though Stuck at Home. Considering how Paul was filled with joy, although he was stuck in a Roman prison. Pastor Greg is explaining how we can follow his example. Let's continue. 
How is Paul able to have this joy? How is he able to have this happiness despite the fact that he was living the quarantine life, despite the fact that he could not get out and do what he wanted to do? Number one, he knew that God was in control of his life. And listen to me, God is in control of your life as well. Uh, The coronavirus did not come as a surprise to God. He has allowed it for reasons we do not understand. But there are times when God may seem absent, but he never is. I read about a hardened atheist who had a young daughter. He didn't want her to believe in God. And so one day he wrote down the words, God is nowhere. And he went over to his little girl and handed her the piece of paper and said, read these words aloud. God is nowhere. Well, she was young and she was just learning to read. So she sort of sounded out the words as she read. And she began to read the words, God is N-O-W-H-E-R-E. Oh, I understand, Daddy. You're saying God is now here. You know, that was so moving to that atheist. He ended up committing his life to the Lord. The Lord reached him through his little daughter. God is sovereign. That's a word we throw around as Christians. What does it mean? It means that God is in control. Chuck Swindoll summed it up this way, quote, God is able to do what he pleases with whomever he chooses whenever he wishes. So God's in control. Paul knew that. God was sovereign so he could rejoice. And number two, Paul understood that God was using these circumstances he was in for good. He mentions that also here in Philippians, Philippians 1.12. I want you to know, brothers, the things that happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. So it's become evident to the whole palace guard and to the rest that my chains are in Christ and most of the brothers in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are more bold to speak the word of God without fear. Did you hear that? He said, this happened to me for the furtherance of the gospel. Now Paul shares a secret to how to be happy, though quarantined in Philippians 1. Read along with me if you would. Paul and Timothy, bond servants to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi with the bishops and the deacons. Grace and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Here it is. If you want to be a happy person, you need to be a saint. Oh, you're thinking, okay, well, that that definitely is not going to work for me. I'm the opposite of a saint. Well, listen, I want to tell you something. If you've never seen a living saint, you're looking at one right now. I am a saint. Say, oh, Greg, you've lost your mind. No, you don't have to call me Saint Gregory if you don't want to. But I'm telling you I'm a saint because the word saint is just another word for a believer in the Bible. You don't have to work X amount of miracles or something like that. It just means you're a believer. You're a follower of Christ. So up here on the stage, we have St. Timothy. (laughs) And we have St. Jonathan, St. Jason, St. Kathy. We have St. Brittany and St. Ricky. Isn't that great? You're a saint too. It's just a believer. That's all it means. So to be a happy person, you need to be a saint because Paul is writing to the believers that are living there in Philippi. And notice he says, verse one, to all the saints in Christ Jesus. That's what it means to be a Christian. You're in Christ Jesus and Christ Jesus is in you. 
You're in him. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is an altogether different kind of person. The old things have passed away and everything becomes fresh and new. You know, I love it when it rains because for all the people that don't wash their cars, finally their cars are clean, at least for a couple of days. The birds come back out again after the rain stops and maybe you'll see a rainbow, but everything's fresh and nice. And that's what happens when you put your faith in Jesus. Everything becomes fresh and new. If you're in Christ and if Christ is in you. You know, there's a lot of people that know about God, but they don't know God. But here Paul is saying, this is what I found in my relationship with God. So when we read a book like Philippians or, or any part of the Bible, you need to understand that these words are addressed to people that believe in God. These words are the user's manual of life, if you will, given to us by the Lord. We're told in Scripture that it teaches us what is true, helps us realize what is wrong in our life. It straightens us out and teaches us to do what is right. So if you're not a believer, you're not like some magic formulas in the Bible you can apply. These are written for people that believe. So you must believe, and if you're a saint, then it all applies to you, and it all relates to you. Now here's another great promise in Philippians that can cause you to be a happy person. Philippians 1.6, he who has begun a good work in you will complete it under the day of Jesus Christ. Listen to this. God always finishes what he begins. If he starts something, he finishes it. Isn't that great to know? Can you imagine the Lord starts working in your life and he's changing you and then he just loses interest and moves on? That's not God at all. He always completes what he starts. With man, you have unfinished books, unfinished songs, unfinished buildings, but God finishes what he begins. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 12, he's the author and finisher of our faith. So what do we read here? We read that he's begun a good work in you. Notice it doesn't say, you've begun a good work in you. You know, sometimes people say, I want to be a good Christian, and if I just read my Bible more and pray and try to be more kind and use less profanity, you know, it's not you doing it, it's God doing it. It's God who will change you. You need to ask for his help in your life. Maybe you've tried to change your life and, and pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. You can't do that any more than a drowning person can save themselves. You need to call out for help and the Lord will help you and he'll change you. But notice what he says. He who has begun a good work in you. God wants to do a good work in your life. Jeremiah 29, 11, The Lord says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. God has a great plan for your life and it's better than your plan that you have for your own life. Never be reluctant to commit an unknown future to a known God and I might add a loving God who has a good plan for your life and I might also add a happy God who wants you to be happy. Pastor Greg Laurie pointing out where our hope and trust should be placed, especially in these challenging times that we've seen. And Pastor Greg has a lot more encouragement to share as this message continues on A New Beginning tomorrow. I hope you'll join us as we learn more about bringing Christ into crisis tomorrow 
Same time on a new beginning. For a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, just get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called How to Be Happy, Those Stuck at Home. Go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 